0: Everybody, welcome, welcome to the podcast. This is a squared circle countdown. I'm EJ, and to the left of me is my tag team partner today, Michael. I'm
1: here. Let's get going. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: I'll tell you right now one thing's for sure. Last week was an incredible week of wrestling. It was really hard to come up with a list, but we did. This week, expectations were high, were they met, we'll get into that later in the show, but, I mean, by the looks of the cards, between the St. Paddy's Day on AEW, and NXT following up from the week before, Raw and SmackDown, of course, Impact have uh, coming out of the uh, pay-per-view, we, they, they, we came up with a pretty good list, and we're gonna go r- right to it, so, you ready? Let's yes, sir, the- literally, we have a list. Let's go. And everything is right this week, okay? I'm gonna point <laughs> that out. Okay, let's go right into it. Number 10. Number 10. Chris, from day one, the goal was to kill the inner circle from the inside. I want it to defeat, to end the strongest faction in all of AEW, and on top of its remains, I wanted to build one even stronger, and boy have I ever. Tully Blanchard was absolutely right, shocking, I know. He's only the greatest mind in the history of professional wrestling. When he called us the pinnacle, because that is exactly what we are. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this lineup. You might not like it, but you gotta look at it. And you heard it right there. Number 10 this week is the introduction of the pinnacle. MJF pretty much introducing all members. And, of course, laying out the plan that what he was trying to do with the inner circle. Trying to destroy it from within. Well, it didn't work, but I'll tell you right now. I think we got the top dogs and it. it isn't the inner circle at the moment. It's the pinnacle. So, real quick, first question for you. What did you think of the segment?
1: I thought it was impressive. I actually like them better than the inner circle, surprisingly. Wow. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the inner circle. I am. And like I said last week, I, I was telling you, I hated MJF. Hated him. hated MJF, I'm sorry. I hated him. I didn't want nothing to do with him. But seeing the way he kind of promoted their group, their new group, the, um, the way he worked the mic, just how he introduced everybody, everybody in, in his group. I I think they're gonna be strong and I I don't know I don't know who's gonna beat them. Chris Jericho's gonna try to come back, but I don't know.
0: Well, I, I, one thing I have to say with that, like it, I was you know reading what was on the internet about this whole segment, and you had mixed reviews from both sides, in favor or against. And one thing they say that you would think is against is that it was like equivalent to when Triple H introduced the members of Evolution. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, when you think about it, that's like a textbook way, a good way to introduce each member, highlighting the, you know, the, like the strengths of each one of these guys. And I was like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, you're gonna say it's like how Triple H introduced every member of Evolution. I'll take it. It was a good segment. It it it, it told it a story. Number nine. Oh, I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. Ah, sorry.
1: <laughs> Accidents
0: happen. Accidents happen. It happens. Um, no, I just uh, I, I like how he, he did the introductions and tried to lay out the story, how he was trying to destroy, uh, destroy the inner circle. Um, but you know what? I'll tell you, we were robbed of a match a year ago when it came to the elite and the inner circle with the blood of guts. I think we have our new <laughs> blood and guts. Oh, definitely, a hundred percent. The two So hopefully we get to see that maybe at all out. That I mean, we still got two pay per views. Would it? I don't think. It, I think you gotta let it simmer before you just don't want to blow it right away and then do it at um, double or nothing. But you know what? They might. But I, I'm looking forward to the the story, the next chapter of the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle, and I'll tell you. MJF did great work when he was part of the dynasty And MLW I think he's doing—he's going to do even a better job With these group, with this group Of FTR Sean Spears, Wardlow And of course
1: Tully Blanchard
0: uh, Before we go on Do you want to add anything else before we go to
1: number 9 All I gotta say is I'm a fan And I'm getting me an MJF scarf One of those things he's got What is that a scarf he's got around his neck Yes
0: definitely Definitely Oh, I already got my Gold. shirt
1: I got my shirt, the Pinnacle
0: shirt, through awshop.com. Uh Should be here any moment, and then I'll get screened out. By the way, for having the 60-second shirt that I own, <laughs> but oh he's wow. already
1: got the shirt. He's ahead of the game. Over oh, here. dude!
0: So the moment, <laughs> the moment they mentioned it, I went on and got it because I was like, I'm a fan. I've been a fan of them at MJF, so I was like, I'm going to show support. Again, I'm a heel sympathizer. I've been saying, I said that since that watch alone about a few weeks ago. All right. Well, that was number 10. I know it was brief and quick, but I mean. i are flying was, through these, flying, we're well, flying. Well, it was a good highlight because, I mean, there wasn't much to it, but I enjoyed it and it deserved to be a part of the countdown. So that was number 10. Let's go to number nine. Number nine.
1: Number nine.
0: Nah. I don't know what to do. I saw it. I did. You saw what I'm talking about? No, I saw I saw what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? I dude. had him beat. No, you the had him. The ref was all over me, man. Yeah, the ref was making the right calls. And this What are you t- what Listen, are you talking dude, dude about? sometimes you just lose. Things just don't go your way. Just oh brush God, dust yourself off. Are you picking this up? Dude, are you, you, you got to let go of this. You have to let go get of this. Out of your mind. No, I'm you mind. I trust you clearly You need to you're calm not down.
1: Just go get away. From Anyway, look, uh, Sammy, absolutely. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate that. I'm just,
0: I don't know what to say about this anymore. Oh, oh my God! God Open your eyes! Yes, you heard it right there. Sammy Zayn attacks Kevin Owens. That lands at number nine in the countdown this week. The story continues between these two rivals. It's going to come full circle this year because they're going to be at WrestleMania. I can't see it going any other way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's nuts. Yeah,
0: the reason (laughs) I say it goes full circle because these guys, they started in high school gyms. During a time, I'll tell you, folks, you got to look videos up on YouTube or even go on to Peacock um, WWE Network up to April 4th if you want to check it out. You got to check out the matches between him, Kevin Owens, or Kevin Steen versus El Generico. Okay, Sami Zayn, the work they the work they did at PWG, the work they did at Ring of Honor, of course their matches at NXT Arrival Takeover, as well as Battleground. I mean, they have put on incredible matches. They have (laughs) they have incredible chemistry. They can tell a great story, and we're going to see the next chapter of these two at the grandest stage of the of them all, WrestleMania. So. One thing I gotta ask you Are you excited to see another
1: chapter In the book of Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens I'm excited because it's something new He was talking about conspiracy theories He thinks the whole wrestling world's after him You know, he thinks the refs Down to the refs, the wrestlers, the fans He thinks everybody's trying to, you know Destroy his career And I think it's a nice touch To the beginning of the story You know, it showed them You thought Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn Were gonna, you know click a little bit, and then he came out to the ringside for his match, hitting him with that haluva kick, and I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens next. I'm anxious. Yeah,
0: I'll tell you now, <laughs> they can put on some matches, and then WrestleMania is that type of show that you want to steal the show. And again, like I said, for the fans uh, watching today, <clears throat> and the people that are listening to this podcast uh, later on, if <laughs> go on YouTube, go on WWE Network or Peacock and watch these matches because this is not going to be nothing compared to what we're probably going to see at WrestleMania. And this was a great start. And I, did you uh, like to set up to the story? Because honestly, this is the start of the beginning of what's going to happen, which will probably end at WrestleMania. Did you like how they like introduced us into the storyline
1: between these two again? It was a different way. That's why I liked it. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to go into a bigger storyline the way Sami Zayn, you know, started it. You know, I thought he was just basically, I thought he was going to talk to all the wrestlers. I want you in my documentary. I want you to help me show how the world's against me and everything like that. Um, But I didn't think it was going to turn into a big Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens feud, but I'm glad it did. I'm really glad it did. He brought him, invited him out to ringside. He wanted Kevin Owens to see what he thought he saw um, with the referee and with his match and, um i like i like how it started and i think that was a great a great you know second story chapter we saw him invite kevin owens the smackdown before to be in his documentary kevin owens didn't think he wanted to be in it this time he basically told him no and it can only go up from here
0: yeah and you know what going off that i mean these two Like, if you think about like the combinations today, like uh, that have that great chemistry, I mean, I don't think anyone else would have it as good as that, like the, the like the chemistry that these two would have. Um, I'm just ex- I'm excited because we get to see the magic that these two did in Indies and again NXT. They did an incredible job at battleground, but I WrestleMania it's a whole different show, and they're oh, gonna put yeah. it all out there. And the one thing I got to add as far as the whole conspiracy thing is, I love how they said that it was the match that no one wanted to see between him and Baron Corbin. (laughs) And granted, yes, a lot of people think Baron Corbin's the worst heel, and it's go-away heat. It's go-away heat. No, the guy's a great heel. People just need that. (laughs) If if you hate him that much, he's doing his job. And as far (laughs) as Sami Zayn, I love the conspiracy. Like you said, the conspiracy, you know, um... Remain in time. Uh, tell the boss if he can hear um, Blueprint, uh, the boss of Blueprint. Um, it's saying time remaining 8.04. Just letting him know.
1: We have a boss here at Blueprint? Oh, we do. My bad. I don't see that. There we go. <laughs> but We, we have, have wanna, a
0: boss, folks. I just want to let him know. All right. So, um, yeah, do you have anything to add? Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm excited for it. I'm glad how they, it was a simple it was a simple way to uh introduce this uh storyline and it, it's funny how the simplest things you know turn into big stories and this is another one. Uh do you have anything to add before we go to number 8? WrestleMania here we come. That's all I got to add. Number 8. All right, <laughs> I can't wait. All right. So that was uh okay. Yep. No problem. All right. That was number 9. Let's uh, See who made number, number eight. eight.
1: Number eight.
0: He won't be able to. He won't be able to take this if he yanks Uh-oh. back on it, and that's exactly what he's going to do. Penta, oh snap in the arm of Cody Rhodes. But Cody, look at this. Rolls him up. One, two, three. Yes. Or Penta was not expecting that roll up. the winner of this match. The American Nightmare, Cody Boy, he took that. And right there, number eight goes to Penta Ooh. and Cody Rhodes in their match on St. Patrick's Day Slam. Of course, Cody Rhodes getting the victory in a, uh, a simple way. And I, I was a fan of how matches end that way. And that wasn't the first one that on a countdown that, that, that ended that way. But, of course, it was made official a week ago when, uh, of course, Penta uh, said some very harsh things about him and his family and his, you know, baby (laughs) never attack a man's family that's all i gotta say absolutely but of course he struck a chord with uh attacking his family setting up the match for uh this past wednesday and of course cody got the victory so uh pretty simple my first question for you in regards to this what do you think of the match
1: is a guy that I don't think many people, you know, they're definitely going to watch more of his matches now, but I was never a big Penta guy. And, you know, the past two weeks led me up to loving this guy. Love everything about him. Love his entrance. Love his outfit. Love his in-ring, out-of-the-ring performance. I loved everything about this match. He even made Penta, even made uh, my top five, which we'll hear later. That's how much I love this match. Well, you even said, uh, we were texting throughout the week,
0: you said you wanted to get a Penta mask.
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. wear it next week, ladies and
0: gentlemen. Coming soon. <laughs> but you know what? I agree with you. I've been a, actually a fan for uh, of Pentagon for a long time. Uh, I was a big fan of his work and, uh Impact Wrestling. And then I was like, excited that when they signed him to uh, AEW, I, I was like, God, look at the roster with all these guys. I was like, I can't wait to see what he could do. But of course, for for a little bit, they had him. Uh, team up with his uh uh with Ray Phoenix and I was like yeah oh, that's good. I, I, I like them as a tag team. I love what they did at MLW as a tag team. Yeah. I can't wait to see this guy on a solo run and now we're gonna see it. Obviously he lost this match to Cody Rhodes, but one thing I did like about this match was right afterwards when the heel loses, it it's not burying them. When they go and attack the victor which in this case was cody rhodes to get the heat back and that's what a heel's supposed to do and he did a classic move so yes he lost the match but instantly got the heat and more importantly i have to say i love the fact that he put a leprechaun hat and he's sitting there showing off with the- <laughs> in his hands with that the, had uh- me
1: cracking up that's different <laughs> that's what he brings to the table
0: difference and that's what i like about him yeah it was awesome so Again, he lost the match, but he got the heat, and that's what I love the most. I like classic uh, wrestling. I'm a fan of the old-school style, you know, psychology first before anything else. And right there, you saw it perfectly. And we're starting to see it more and more in AEW, which is the biggest thing that a lot of people criticized AEW about, was that they didn't focus on the old-school way, like the psychology of it. And what you saw right there, and it's not the only thing. That you saw, and we'll get into that later on the countdown. But overall, great match between these two guys and Penta. Oh, I can't wait to see uh what he's gonna do because this is just the start of the solo run. Now, before we go on though, did would you like to see more matches between these two uh competitors? Oh,
1: hundred percent. Cody still looks good. Cody even coming from WWE over to AEW, Cody Cody I feel like has gotten better and he's evolved more, and then he's doing a lot more behind the scenes, too, but every time he does have in-the-ring in matches, nothing's changed. He's still good. He can wrestle with the best, and Penta's just starting, so he has everything different about him. I even like when he talks Spanish to Cody, and he has the guy translate for him. I love that, um, so he brings all kinds of excitement to AEW. I can't wait to see more.
0: You know it's funny? That, yeah, I actually forgot about that point, but thank you for bringing that back up. It's As far as the heel, like if it's a heel, that's a foreign heel. In in this case, he kind of is. I love when they would speak in their native tongue and they get the translator. I always liked that. And and whether it was someone from Japan, like remember with uh, Yokozuna, well, technically it was Simone, but his character, he was from Japan. He would say what he said. Mr. Fuji would translate. And you've seen it time and time again. I do like that little touch. They add that little touch to his character. Yes, I, you know, it's going to be a solo run, but he's going to have the manager, but I think he's going to do most of the talking. He can speak English, but I like what they're doing with this. So, yeah, I, I wanted to just uh, hop on uh, what you just said right there. I did like that part. So, um, that was number eight on the countdown. Great match between these two. Let's see who's going to nail number seven. Number seven. Number seven seven keep up with this took out Alexander oh wow, an elbow drop a new day's not done job No, they are the at all now it's Kobe Kobe looking to pick up the charge won't set him up David cover cover put to the left love a time, I love it, I love it,
1: I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> well, tag team
0: champions. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, the Hurt Business, New Day, they get number seven on the countdown. It's a shame for a match like this and something historic is so far back in the countdown. Well, that tells you how good of a week it was as far as the world of wrestling. But we have to put them on a the countdown because – it, it was a great match. You got Subject Alexander, the rookie. Of course, you got the veterans in Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Of course, one of my favorites, Shelton Benjamin. Yes, one of my favorites of all well, time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I just got attacks. My bad. <laughs> ADD. Um, no, I was excited. Like I was excited. Um, I had a feeling they were gonna, you know, drop the titles, and they did. And it was a great match between the two. But I'll ask you the question. And uh, I got a couple more that add on to it. First,
1: simple one, what'd you think of the match? As a new day would say, it's a new day. Yes, it is. And yes, it is because they won the world tag team champions. And um, I thought it was a phenomenal match. I'm a big fan of Shelton Benjamin. Even though they lost, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Shelton Benjamin. Always have been in um, single competitions, going to tag team competitions. Um, but all four, of the, all four of them put on a great show. Um, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods comes out on top once again. And I'm excited to see how far they'll go with the tag team titles this time.
0: And, and it, again, it's awesome that they won. And it's historic because it, they're pretty much going you know, like, to be the tag team that will tie like Ric Flair's record. <laughs> I can see <laughs> by the time they're done with the career, they're going to be 16-time tag champions, and that would never be duplicated. But do you agree with them taking the tag titles off the Hurt Business so soon? And the reason I ask, because you got you got Bobby Lashley being a world champion. It would mm-hmm. only be fitting that you would have the tag team champions and the Hurt Business holding all the gold. They did for two weeks.
1: Do you think it was too soon for them to drop the titles? One thing I've noticed the past couple of weeks, MVP hasn't been walking out with them. He used to he used to walk out with them all the time. He would walk out with Bobby Lashley separate, and then he would walk out with both of them when they came out to wrestle. But he hasn't been coming out with them. All his focus has been on Bobby Lashley. So I don't know maybe if they're slowly gonna take them away or slowly just make them a smaller part of the Hurt business. But I agree, um I think they should have kept them with the tag titles a little bit longer, especially if they're gonna focus. Bobby Lashley is the head of the hurt business. They should have had them all with gold, but um I don't know. I'm anxious to see what they do with them.
0: Yeah, and it's funny they said that. I, I was wondering because they they were hinted at it before with the breakup between you know Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander yeah now, would we see? The breakup between them two, will we see the breakup of both of them? And you would just have MVP with, you know, Bobby Lashley. That remains to be seen. I personally don't want to see that happen. I like this faction. It's different. Uh, it is another version of the One at Impact. I get it. But it's different as far as WWE television. I'm enjoying what they've been doing since day one. MVP's a great man on the mic, a great man to represent that and bring these guys, yeah, yeah, with his words, could bring up every member of this faction up. He does better better work than most managers. Are. I think yeah, he's up there with uh, Mr. Paul Heyman. Uh, I don't he's know better. about that. I'm not saying he's better. I'm saying he's I don't better. know. Uh, I don't uh, know. As far as elevating his talent, I think he's up there. I don't think he's better. I think he's up there. But <laughs> but one final question. I don't know. Oh, hey, you got <laughs> your opinion? You don't think, I think. I'm messing actually, with you. I'm messing oh, no, with no, you. Some, yeah, you <laughs> can think that way? <laughs> my way, but I, I just think he's up there. I think he does a great job elevating his talent in the stable. He he, he talks him up, and, and that's the way he should do it. If you're the guy that's the mouthpiece, your whole job is to bring him up and and go off real quick, and then <laughs> I got my last question for you in regards to this match. One thing I'll say is that Taz is a great guy on the mic, but he talks more about him and the bread, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like He doesn't focus on the talent as much. That's one end. And then you got what MVP does. That's the other end. That's all I'm saying as far as, like, elevating, talking up your talent.
1: Oh, I agree with that 100%. I agree. And that's I think that's why they're putting MVP with Bobby Lashley on roll because you see Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Paul Heyman does nothing but talk up Roman Reigns. You don't hear nothing being said about, you know, Paul Heyman this or Paul Heyman that. He's Roman Reigns this, Roman Reigns that and I think that's what they wanted to bring to the Raw side. AEW has tasked with his group, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, and now they want to make Bobby Lashley an MVP something big, and I think they will become something big. I'm a fan of MVP.
0: Oh. Yeah, same here, and, and, and we'll see what happens, What going beyond WrestleMania, but one thing I have to note, and then I got one final question for you. Now, this is obviously the 11th title for New Day, but more importantly, this is the number 14th Tag team title for Kofi Kingston, the former Ooh. WWE champion. Remember, Man. he's had the tag titles with CM Punk and uh, a couple other. Like he had a couple other, a few other reigns. I think Cody Rhodes is one of them too. And oh. so that's fourteen for Mister Kofi Kingston. So I have to ask this, and as a whole, where would you rank the New Day as far as best tag teams in WWE history?
1: I will put them up there. I would put them up there. Maybe, what are we? Definitely top 10, top five, maybe? You think? Um, You want my opinion? Well, let's hear it. We're we're here for opinions.
0: Okay. (laughs) Based on what they've done, performance, I think they're the best ever. Ever. You think out of every tag team? Yeah, yeah. They're the only ones that, I mean, you had Demolition that had the longest reign in tag title reign. Okay. They broke that. 11 time champions again. They play more hot potato with the titles to these days compared to others. But overall, look what they have done. And look at Kofi Mania. What these guys have done for the tag team division. And I'll tell you, if it weren't for New Day, I don't think the tag team division would even exist at this point. Because we all have our criticism of how WWE handles their tag team division.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, horribly. If,
0: <laughs> and if it weren't for the New Day, I think, like I said, it, it would be like the women's title. Back in the early 90s, you just, oh, you forget it was there. And, <laughs> and, and not, I'm trying not to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean about that. That's how they treated the women's title. I think they would do that with the tag titles if it weren't for the New Day. So me, personally, I think they're would be top, they're top of all time because of what they've done
1: and the mark they left in the tag team division. So that, that's just how I feel about it. I can't um, argue. I can't argue with that because I, I, I 98% agree. So I'm right there with you. Is there any other tag teams you put on the list or just off the top of your head? I was always a big Dudley Boys fan. I'm a huge Dudley Boys fan. But I agree with the New Day because even as single competitors, you know, Big E was good by himself too. You took, you took Kofi Kingston who was good by himself. Xavier Woods was okay, but you put the three of them together and they collaborate amazingly together. And they put on a good show for the fans. Their entrance is different. They were all at wack- goofy and wacky. And there's something that the fans want to see. And they're also great performers too. So you put all that together and they're one of the best.
0: Well, you know what? As far as Greatest Tag Team of All Time, I cannot debate Double Boys being... The top of the list because no one has won WWF, WCW, TNA, NWA, and uh, IWGP tag titles. No one's ever done that, but they have. So I'm totally in in agreement with you as far as the greatest tag team of all time overall is Dudley Boys. But WWE, I have to go with New Day just for the fact of what they've done in the seven year span, which is a longer span than what the Dudley Boys did in their six years in the WWE. So. Do you, uh, before we go on to number six, do you have anything to add?
1: All I gotta say is, EJ, get number six and get a table. Come
0: on, let's go. Oh, I, I got plenty six. right here. I got plenty of tables right here <laughs> for a party, but they're tables, okay? <laughs> That's number seven. Let's go on to number six. Number six. Yes, sir. The referee is checking on Sammy and It's part of his job. And Sammy was having the conversation, which had Brian in position. Sammy knew what he was doing there. Know, Sammy manipulates the situation right there. What? Oh! God. Oh my God. It's disgusting. Uh, number six this week is Sam Callahan, Trey Miguel. Um, of course, on Impact Wrestling. Um, Ooh. Putting on a pay per view style match, though, too. Of course, this story uh, started when Trey came back. After his uh, leaving the company for a possible WWE run, obviously uh, it didn't pan out. He came back, and immediately they put him in a story with Sammy Callahan. If there's anyone that could uh, get underneath your skin, it's that guy, <laughs> and did a good job too. Because from moment one, anytime Trey McGill won a match, he'll go backstage. Whatever the, the situation was, this man is there saying you're a coward when things got tough you ran. You try to run and oh, sorry. (laughs) You run and when things get tough, you run away and of course, you know, he also um, got hit well someone that he was training to turn against him. He also uh, he he done a lot um, I mean, he even attacked him on a couple occasions, but now this prompted a match between Uh the two. On impact, and man, did they ever deliver. And of course, Sam McCallaghan does get the victory over uh, Trey McEll So, my first question for you
1: what did you think of the match? They should have made that a pay per view match. I'm telling you, that was pay per view worthy. Maybe Definitely. a main event, maybe not, but I did the whole entire Sam McCallaghan's a monster. He got under my skin watching the match, and I'm sure he got under Trey McGill's skin during the whole match, but Trey didn't give up. Trey fought left and right, you know, outside the ring, as much as Sammy Callahan was throwing him around, giving him chops in the chest, going after the hurt ankle. Trey didn't give up, and I don't know what would have happened if the ref wasn't in his way when Trey was up at the top rope, getting ready to jump on Sammy, but Sammy came out on top. Great match, great match all around. 10 out of 10. And
0: what you explained there is exactly what we love about pro wrestling, the old-school psychology you work in the part, work in the weakness of the other wrestler, and most importantly, you win with a a classic move and a classic move like a pile driver because it's so believable when you drop someone on your head. You're not gonna pop right back up real quick. You're gonna be you're gonna get a little dazed when you're dropped on your head. But he's still laying there right now. Right now he's still laying there. Well, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. <laughs> for other reasons than that. But <laughs> um, yeah, of course he is. I mean, it was a good match. So, the one thing I will ask you, because going off the uh, possible WWE run, would you like to see him in NXT, or do you think this is the best for hit, fit for him right now? Which one, Sammy or Trey? Oh, Trey, I'm sorry. Trey, no, okay. no, no problem. Because, yeah. remember, he, about a few months ago, he left with his uh, other two uh, MSK of uh, NXT. Okay, okay, He He left with the other two members of the Rascals. Of course, they tried out. They went on to NXT. Things didn't work out for him, so he went back to Impact. Would you like to see him in NXT? And if you do, who would you possibly see him in a program with first?
1: I honestly would like him to stay where he's at. I think he's a, a good fit as a singles competitor. I think he's doing this thing over here. Why move him? You know, like if they have a good reason to move him over then move him over, because NXT to me is just as good as AEW. They're both top two shows in my book right now. So, um, wherever they send him, you know, if he stays or goes, but I would like to see him stay. I, I think he's worth staying at Impact right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, MSK is really successful. Obviously, they won the Dusty Rhodes classic, and they're going to get a shot at the tag titles once uh, Wesley gets, uh recovers from his hand injury, but... Yeah. Um, Trey Miguel, like, if he was to go over to NXT, I would easily would throw him into the cruiserweight title uh, picture with a uh, uh, Escobar. And, you know, uh, oh, so really? so yeah, I'll tell you now. It 100%. obviously, obviously, he's going to go into a thing with Jordan Devlin. But I was, if that wasn't happening, I would have loved to see them two go at it right away. Um, but uh, you know what? It, it, it's good for Impact to have someone like this on the roster. Um, I mean, you lost two guys instead of three, so that's always good. And uh, <laughs> and Impact has a really talented, really talented roster, so I'm glad that, that he came back because we could see a lot more from Trey McGill. And the fact that you see a guy his size, like Rich Swan, be world champion, I would love to see Trey McGill have that same, um, I, I guess, uh, uh, what's the word, I'm sorry. Success. I'm, I'm trying to think of the word too. I was trying <laughs> I to like send it to that. you. <laughs> trying to send it to you over, over Zoom over here. You know? Success is what I meant to say. Oh
1: yeah, I screwed that up. So yeah, you go what I'm sorry. <laughs> It's one of those nights nice tonight. I'm over here in my eyes fighting the cold. You know, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, that was a pretty good match. And again, great
0: ending. I don't think that's the end of it. I think we're going to see a lot more out of Sammy Callahan, Troy McGill. You got two big pay-per-views coming up, one uh, Impact Plus special. Of course, at the end of the month, April 24th, you got their next pay-per-view. So I'm sure we're going to see a match between these two
1: and one of those shows. So do you have have anything to add before we go to number five? I think Impact, like we were talking about um, a minute ago, Impact, the past, you know, last week and this week, when we do our top five shows of the week, is always at the bottom. It's always either fourth or fifth and I think that's why impact has to keep guys like him because impact's got to keep as many good performers as they can get to have more people attract more people to their show and raise it up in our rankings and have more people watch that and, you know other than like than the other raw smackdown you know keep keep putting the great matches on with the tag team champ- with the tag team champions single competitors, women's division and just keep raising the bar in the impact world.
0: I'll tell you, if we started a show about a few weeks ago, they probably would have been easily number two, number one, because they had a hell of a
1: show a few weeks ago.
0: Sadly, yeah. we didn't start <laughs> then. <laughs> so, But give it time. You will see them at the... You're going to see them uh, somewhere else besides the number five on the uh, shows of the week. But that was number six on the countdown. Let's see who landed number five on the countdown this week. Let, number five. Check it out. By Anderson, got personal now they're looking for the magic killer once again they hit it on the outside earlier but kingston the body block sends anderson down and he intervenes going a up. miss by doc gallows kingston the close line takes gallows over gallows is not through kingston what? kingston sent into the barricade by doc gallows paul anderson gets rolled up by john moxley two three wow yes sir the inside cradle Close the deal. The winners in this match: the team of Eddie Kingston and John. Muck. Oh, but- and you heard it right there, folks. The good brothers, first Moxley and Kingston lands the good number brothers. five. You get on the countdown this week from AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday. Of course, continue, continuing the story, you know between Moxley Kingston. And of course, the elite with the Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, and I guess you want to say uh, the Young Bucks if they're a part of it. <laughs> but overall, I mean, really good uh, tag team match. And I wouldn't expect less from these guys. But I'm loving the fact that we got Moxley Kingston uh, teaming up again. Um, it's refreshing, especially for Kingston. I've always been a fan of his, been a fan of his, especially in his run at Impact. But yeah. Uh, I'll ask you real quick. I mean, overall, from the match to
1: obviously the attack
0: afterwards, what did you think of the match and the events after?
1: I thought it was a great match, and it was great to add the Young Bucks in the end because now you got everybody thinking what's going to happen with the Young Bucks, what's going to happen with them and the Good Brothers and everything, and who's going to be on whose side. But um, talking about the match, I thought the match was great. I thought the promotion that they had Moxley and Kingston talking, you know, what they said promoting the match before before the match was right too. So um I'm like you said I'm a I'm a bigger Moxley fan, but I was always a big Kingston fan as well. So I really enjoyed the match. Yeah, and, and it's again they're
0: obviously gonna be setting up with something uh, at double or nothing. I'm wondering where they're gonna go with it. Um it, would there be a six man tag? Who would be the third person to go along with them? And uh, I am wondering where that story is going. I'm excited for it. Because, obviously, you're not going to get another title match with uh, Moxley and uh, Omega. But they're going to go somewhere with it. And then I guess you'll probably see Moxley off TV for a certain amount of time. I yeah. think, to be honest with you, because th- knowing how bad of a disaster that ending was to the pay-per-view with the kaboom or lack of kaboom, I bet you if that didn't happen, if it went off perfectly... I think Moshley wouldn't be on TV, but yet I I <laughs> guess we're going to see a, a continuation of the story a little bit. I don't know. A lot of people were speculating that's the reason why he, you still see him on TV. If not, he probably would have been off. But um, overall, I mean, I'm excited to see where they go with this. Um, and obviously, Double or Nothing's Nothing is probably the, um, the end of that story, and they'll move on from there. But and also, in that process, when you think about it, because um, my question for you is, like, what are your thoughts on Kenny Omega, this character as of late, right? not only through AEW, but you got to remember, this guy is competing in a title versus title match April 24th on Impact when he's facing the Impact World Champion, Rich Swan. I mean, Ooh, I can't I, wait for that match. What, what do you Christ. think of the character, you know, as of late right, on both programs?
1: Um, I think I think they're building Kenny Omega well. I feel like when AEW when they do, you know, I think they focus more for some reason on the good brothers on AEW more than Kenny Omega. You know, they had the whole Christian Cage thing that he came out and he um they had the, him and Kenny Omega interaction and um but other than that, I just I I like Kenny Omega what they do with him more on Impact than on AEW. But I think overall that he's they're doing a great job with his character. You know what, and you know what, now that you said that, I totally forgot about that. Christian Cage could be the third guy. <laughs> yeah. Fan.
0: I totally forgot about that. That's stupid mate. But, of course, he did the <laughs> promo when he talked about, like, oh, I'm coming for the world title. Yeah. And he knows he has to earn his way to it. But it would be a good start, you know, going to the six-man tag and what, being the guy that pins him. Um, but I, I, I'm liking what they're doing here. I, I Of course, I love seeing uh, Kinstein, you know, on the side with uh, Moxley. And as far as the Omega character, I'm enjoying what he's doing. Uh, a lot of people have criticized uh, the little hookiness, like when he came down snapping his fingers with the chair. It's like, okay, yeah, that's, yeah. It, that's his character. What's the big deal? He's, he's over cocky, and of course, you know, he's got the good brothers with him, so I could see him being really over, like, being really cocky. And I like what he's doing at Impact, because the thing is, yes, In his eyes, he's looking down on that promotion, but it's drawing eyes to a promotion. I love this whole um, partnership with them, Impact, and New Japan because you've seen, you know, matchups you thought you never would see. I love that. I love that. And it'll keep things fresh. You're, you're going to have guys coming in from other promotion challenging for the title, and it's not the same people every week. So it's awesome when you have a partnership like this. And it's not only two promotions, it's three. And that it, the possibilities are endless. But overall, Kenny Omega's character, in my opinion, he's been knocking it out of the park. I can't wait. And I'll tell you now, Definitely. early prediction, it's going to be obvious. We're going to see a AEW and Impact World Champion on April 24th, and it's gonna be Ome- Kenny Omega and not Rich Swan. Sorry, Rich, I'm a big fan, but you're losing.
1: I <laughs> know, uh, 100%. Kenny Omega all the way. Just the way they're promoting Kenny Omega, like you see a lot of Rich Swan too, but not as much as you see Kenny Omega. And the way they made Kenny Omega's character, he stands out more than Rich Swan. So I think Kenny, yeah, Kenny Omega all the way. Rich Swan doesn't stand a chance.
0: uh oh, well, again, it was a good run. He won the title. I would be surprised if he pulled it off. And what a big thing yeah. that would do for wrestling if Omega was to drop the title to Rich uh, Swamp. But again, we got, what, about a month to three days before that match. We got WrestleMania off between then, you know. We got, we got WrestleMania. So, we'll, we'll talk more as it gets closer to that. And, uh, and uh, maybe we'll start doing more predictions, too. I, I guess we'll start with WrestleMania. But Well, anything to add uh, number five before we go to number four?
1: I'm ready for number four. All Let's right. get
0: it. Who hit number four? We'll find out right now. Number four. We will see. First, oh! Sheamus called for another plug. A oh, spear in midair. Cover. Lastly, has beaten Sheamus. Here's your winner. the Almighty WWE Champion. Yes, you heard it here, folks. Bobby Lashley and Jameis get the honors to be number four in a countdown this week, coming from Monday Night Raw. And, again, the show that's been really critical, that's always been criticized, all of a sudden is producing great television as of late, producing one or two great matches each hour to keep her interest. And that was the biggest problem a lot of the fans had when they come to watching that product. But here we are, the end of the show. These two mammoths, these two big men, go one on one, laying into each other, beating the piss out of each other, and you heard it right there. Lashley gets the victory over Sheamus. Uh, so, the first question I have for you, like every other match that we talk about in the cat, I love these questions. Keep
1: them coming, EJ. Keep them coming. <laughs> Don't be a smart ass. <laughs> what do you think of the match? Uh, I thought it was great. Sheamus was having even having trouble getting his hands around big old Bobby Lashley. He's trying to do his move where he grabs his head and bangs on his chest like 10 times and he was having trouble doing that. But Bobby Lashley's a big guy like to get control of Bobby Lashley to be able to even toss him around the ring once or toss him out of the ring. that takes a lot. So um, I thought they put on a great match and that was a great way to end one night rule.
0: And yeah, it's funny that you say like he had a hard time, but you know what? Overall, he did put a fight into him. Like think about the two prior weeks with uh, the Miz and of course Bobby Lashley. The Miz didn't stand a chance. He got his ass whipped in both encounters. Made him look bad <laughs> in a way. But come on, reality. Him and Bobby Lashley. Come on. Would you expect it any other way? That's like putting me in the hurt lock. Like come on now. Like... <laughs> yes, I I agree with that. One. <laughs> but with with. Sheamus, we know he's a legit badass, too. He's a, he's a strong guy. He lays his shit in, and uh-huh. he brings the best out of people. And we discussed this last week that he brings the best out of uh, Drew McIntyre. And if you've seen it, I think he brought the best out of Bobby Lashley and made him even more credible than what he is, you know, prior to this match. And kudos to Sheamus for being a guy that could be able to be counted on to do this. it. You know, making his opponents look good. And obviously, obviously that's what you want to do, uh, especially when you got, uh, you know, the new champion, you know, someone that's earned his way to this spot. You want to make him look more credible. And And that's the part of being professional, too. And Sheamus is definitely one of those guys. He'll go into a match, and he will make them look like a million bucks, and especially when it's really needed, like in this situation. So... That's all I have to say about that. I got one quick question for you before we go on to the next part of the countdown. And really? would you like to see a triple threat between them or do you want to stick with the... Like, we talked about this and we were hypothetically talking about it. Obviously, it's going to happen a fatal four-way because Miz and Morrison doing the Bad Bunny thing with uh, Damian Priest, but would you be interested in a triple threat or would you still say, no, I want one-on-one,
1: Lashley McIntyre Mania. Now that, now that we've seen um Sheamus and Bobby Lashley do a one on one, I've actually changed my mind on that. I would love to see a triple threat match because you have Drew McIntyre and Sheamus with their feud, and I think they were trying to end that at Fastlane, but keep it going at least until WrestleMania. Sheamus did a great match with uh Drew McIntyre, put on a phenomenal show, did a phenomenal show with Bobby Lashley. So, why not put them all three in the main event? They all are in their rightful spot. So I would do a triple threat match. And that might lead to that because, I mean, you still didn't get a
0: conclusion between these two from the match the week prior when they pretty much
1: <laughs> what <went laughs>
0: they slander. Forget the, the Miz.
1: The- Who wants the Miz? The Miz. Forget the Miz. Triple threat match. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um,
0: and, and again, it, will be, it does make sense because the week prior um, – you had Sheamus and Drew McIntyre go to a no contest when they slammed into each other with steel steps. And yeah. then you got Drew McIntyre that wasn't given the opportunity uh, for a rematch. Now he's going to get at Mania. But then you still have the uh, no. Uh, you won't have the conclusion to the storyline between Sheamus and McIntyre. So, I mean, it does make sense. Will we get there? We'll find out. But as of right now, it's still Drew McIntyre and Lashley at Mania. And I'll tell you, there's been plenty of times we thought we were just going to get a one-on-one encounter. And then it turns out it would be a triple threat. You've seen it with uh, WrestleMania 20, with uh, Triple H, HBK, and Chris Benoit. You saw it with, uh, with uh, Randy Orton, Kurt Angle, and Rey Mysterio. Uh, Mysterio at WrestleMania 22. And hell, you've seen a Fatal 4-Way at WrestleMania 2000 with The Rock, Mick Foley, Big Show, and Triple H. And all these time, every one of these matches, it was a one-on-one counter. And as it got closer, some within a couple of weeks, was a, they added the second or third person. So that remains to be seen. But overall, great job by these guys. They did an incredible job ending the show, as they should. If you're in the main event, you got to put on a good show. And they did not disappoint.
1: So absolutely, th- absolutely.
0: That was number four in the countdown. Let's see who made number three. Number three. three.
1: Start plants Kai. Rolling Feynman's curry there. Stark's
0: perhaps with the opportunity to put Kai away. No. Kai, the adrenaline starting to kick in. Where are to get back to her feet? And now, Off-court. hoisting up. Off-court. Off-court. Zoe Stark. Dakota Go kick! It, get it, get it, get it, get it. Gonzalez coaching up Kai on the outside. Dakota
1: Kai! Super.
0: Number three this week, Zoe Stark and Dakota Kai from Ooh. WWE NXT this past Wednesday night in a great one-on-one encounter. And Zoe Stark is someone that's new to the roster, is really making a name for herself. Yeah, she was in a losing effort against Dakota Kai, but man, did she really stand out in this incredible one-on-one encounter. And as you can see, for the people that are watching the video right now, I got the gift of that very same spot now. It's funny that we we were uh talking about Shelton Benjamin because that one spot when Zoe star le- leaps off the top rope right into Dakota Kai's sweet chin music over <laughs> right Ooh. into the kick. First thing I felt over Shelton Benjamin
1: Shawn and Michaels it,
0: Shawn Michaels from 2005. So but again, I mean, overall it was a great match. What did you think of the match
1: between these two young ladies? Zoe Starr's a strong woman. That's all I got to say. She's a strong woman. I enjoyed the whole match. I kind of knew Dakota Kai was going to win right from the jump, but Zoe Star gave her a good fight. Went in there, hard clotheslines, outside the ring, killed her inside the ring, but Dakota Kai came out on top. I love the match. And again, I think the part that really stood out was obviously
0: the spot where Zoe Leaped off the rope right into a kick. Uh, everyone was talking about that on social media. Again, it got high praise. I didn't see hardly any neg any negativity uh, about this match, or at least on Twitter and, um, and websites uh, like review the shows. I, I try to like look out there to see what the, what the yeah. community's saying, and I didn't see yeah. any negativity. So, uh, kudos to them, the Zoe Stark and Dakota Kai. Um, putting on a hell of a show this past week on NXT. One thing I'll say, though, about Dakota Kai. We were talking about Sheamus being that person to elevate their talent. Dakota Kai is another one of those uh, competitors that can really elevate their opponents when needed. No matter what situation we put that girl in, she knocks it out of the park. And it's a sin that I I don't want to see her main main roster, but eventually it's going to (laughs) happen. But until then, I'm anything they put her in. Uh, I enjoy everything this girl's done, including the turn last year at War Games. That was unexpected and boring. That
1: was. I love that. I Ooh.
0: loved the turn. I she loved made. it. Yep. And from that moment on, I think she only got better. And again, this week did not disappoint, put on a hell of a match. And look, again, we were talking about women's division. Were they being taken seriously? Here we are for the second week in a row. We're gonna have a women's match in the top three. That that tells you a lot that some of these divisions are being focused on a lot more than they and it's evident because here they are landing in the top five of the countdown. Sometimes in the in the power rankings. I mean, I had the new tag champions in there and, and I mean well uh, you'd be surprised what I have this week in the as far as my power rankings. And
1: I know you Ooh, do too. But I'm, I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see who the I th- I think we also have some women in the top two, too, I think. Oh yeah. Well that's a surprise. I guess absolutely. But that's <laughs> a, all I gotta say is that
0: NXT women's division is by far my favorite. I think it's the best. And again, knowing what is doing with the women women's division right now, they're really working on it. And they're doing a good job on their end, rebuilding that division. I will not, you know, discredit what they're doing. They're doing a hell of a job. But right now, NXT, I'm enjoying everything they do this uh, every single week. And one of my favorite competitors on that roster is Dakota Kai.
1: And I and I think to just top that off real quick, I think that's what makes a show—not just having a good men's division, just not having a good tag team division. You have to have at least one or two teams or one or two people in each division each division I'm sorry to bring up the division and to make them all better and that's what makes the show and that's what NXT and AEW are doing and Raw and SmackDown have to do more of get people in their singles competitors and Dakota Kai is amazing singles competitor as she is tag team competitor as her partner Rachel Gonzalez she's an amazing singles uh, wrestler an amazing tag team wrestler so I would like to see what um, they have more in store for the women's division also well, it seems like uh, Raquel Gonzalez is going to go to
0: singles compa- uh, competition for now. What no. she beat Io, Io Shirai, we'll find out at the uh, takeover in about a, less, a little over a week. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, you said it. You've got to have the complete package when it comes to your whole brand. Tag team, men's, women's, and NXT has all three. So, that was number three on the countdown this week. we got two more spots Who's going to land number two? We'll find it out. I do right? but... oh, We'll find it out now. Here number two. Number two. And Daniel, take a close look because if you beat Roman Reigns on Sunday at Fastlane, that's the man Edge that you'll face in WrestleMania. Oh, spear, spear, spear! by Edge. Cover. Hook of the leg. Edge is the winner. He's the special enforcer Sunday. Here is your winner. Number two this week goes into the world of SmackDown on Fox. Ooh. And that is the match between Jey Uso and Edge for the chance to be the special enforcer for, well, currently tonight's match at Fastlane for uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Now, uh, obviously, it, they're doing it because you got the lackey. You don't want to get the two competitors that are going after for the title. You don't want any... Um, physical confrontation. So this is a way to keep them away from each other in a way, even though at the end of this, of course, you know, Roman Reigns gets a spear on Edge, but this was a good step, a good uh added chapter to the story of Edge versus Roman Reigns here at WrestleMania. So uh real quick, basic question and then we'll go off from there. What would you think of
1: the match? Edge I don't I don't think Edge lost a step. I really don't. I thought Edge looked phenomenal. He kept great. up with Jay Uso because J- Jay Uso is a fast competitor. He's a fast paced wrestler, a high fire wrestler, and you got to be in great shape to keep up with all the moves he does to be able to counter the moves. And um, I think Edge did a great job in putting on a great match and finishing it off with a spirit at the end. I loved it.
0: And, and it's funny that you said that because, yeah, you, you, this is like technically the, uh, I guess, second or third match. That he's been back. And that's discounted, like, the yeah, two yeah. rumbles. Take away those two. And then he had that great, uh, yeah, it's the third one. Yeah. The two great matches for Randy Orton. And that's a whole different style. Of course, Randy Orton, slow-paced, methodical. I mean, it, it, he he's perfect the way he does it. It's not as fast-paced as Jey Uso. Now, that's where I was wondering, going into that match, was how was he going to be able to um, keep up? And, man, he was able to. He was able to And kudos to him for keeping up And putting on a hell of a show And Jey Uso alongside with him Putting on a great match
1: Now I was uh, I was worried a little bit I was like how's Edge going to do Are they just going to have Jey Uso beat up on him a lot Or do his moves over the rope And just keep Edge moving around the ring a lot And But Edge kept right there with him And I was surprised he put on a great match
0: well, the thing I liked, too, was uh, you had the great sound from both guys. I mean, Edge's ribs is, uh, you know, Jay Uso was attacking his ribs. And then you look at his ribs. Like, like he had the marks. It, it, he had, like, welts on there. So, it was you know. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked pretty good. It was well, bad. Well, it looked good on camera. And he sold it off. Obviously, it was nothing. But he sold it off. Um, and also, the one thing I showed it, uh, that I saw that he showed was um, – to make it more believable was the fact that when he did certain things, he, he, he was making, oh, I'm having a hard time breathing, which sold the ribs even more. If your ribs are jacked up, you're going to have a hard time breathing. So he really sold it off perfectly. But credit to Jey Uso as well because of his bad shoulder. And he landed the big move with the splash, and he couldn't turn him over, and he's trying to turn him over with one arm. Of course, it saved the move, his move, because he wasn't able to get the pin right away. So you saved yeah. his big move. You don't just you know hurt his move because one thing I hate and uh, we all agree on this when someone hits their big move the finisher move I hate when you get the kickouts when it's a finisher it's a finisher and that's why they call it the finisher absolutely <laughs> and this is one of the moments where you hit the big move but because of the situation that he couldn't turn him over you yeah. got the kickout so protected the big move I respect that but both men sold their asses off on their injuries that they both attacked each other's injuries and overall. You had a great match between Edge and Uso, and Edge was able to keep up. So you could see a guy that's forty, forty six, forty seven 46, 47 years old, a we're all rounded athlete. I mean, how can you not say he's the GOAT?
1: Oh, you can't, you can't take away from Edge. And like you said earlier, the different wrestling style from him and Randy Orton. Randy Orton's slow because he wants to tone as a opponent. You know, Pick at all the opponents' body parts, hitting them, hitting them in the leg and the arms, keeping them suffering. Jay Uso just wants, wants to move fast paced and get the match over with and end it as quick as possible. And Edge did a great job keeping up with that wrestling style.
0: Yep, I totally agree. And of course, we'll see what happens next. I mean, uh, we're going to watch her fast lane tonight and see how where to go with the next chapter. Uh, how did he handle the situation, Being a special enforcer for the ma- uh, Universal title match? So, that was number two on the countdown. (sighs) Last week, number one went to Finn Balor and Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Who got number one this week? We're going to find out right now. Number
1: one. Let's find out, please. Britt is thinking powerbomb through the
0: table for Thunder Rosa, but Rosa. Oh, Lord. Thunder Rosa has got Britt hooked over the shoulder. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. She's not going to do this. Is she getting... Driver through the table. Both ladies are damaged goods. Thunder Rosa going for the cover. Going for the win. Can she? Yes, yeah, she does. Thunder Rosa has won this amazing, amazing event. The winner of this. And number one this week goes Ooh. to the world of AW. And again, yeah, we were talking about how the this division has been uh, Elevating the last month or so on AEW. Um, yeah. I don't think you could get any better than this.
1: <laughs> that took uh, me back to the old ECW days. Oh, and,
0: well, <laughs> yes, this is where this is the ending of a blood feud. Textbook. Perfect. I think we're going to spend a few minutes on this one because I'll tell you now, I was totally into this match. and And a lot of praise online. And we're going to get to one of the questions because <laughs> when I saw the rating from a certain guy, I was like, holy crap. And that's how you know. Someone that's very critical of some of the women's matches, for him to rate it, Well, well of course, we'll get into that. Um, real quick, it, it was the first ever women's lights out match. Um, it was a subtle feud between these two ladies. So this was delayed because of issues with contracts. Um mm-hmm. Plenty of great spots, but I'll get into that in a second. I want to get your take.
1: What'd you think of the match? There wasn't one bad, single, bad part in that match. Like I said, it took me back to the old, old, great ECW days. What there wasn't every weapon brought in there, blood all down their faces. They used every weapon right. They actually used stuff. They just pull it out from under the ring and not use it, let it sit there. They used everything, pulled out all the stops. I couldn't think of one bad part in this match. I got hyped too watching it. I was sitting there watching it on my phone, watching it. I'm sitting there jumping up and down, getting all excited on the edge of my seat. I love it. We could talk about the match all night, actually. We have a whole show about that match.
0: Yeah, definitely can. Because I'm sorry right now. The, and I want to talk about the spots in the match. And the thing I want to you know, group it up together to one little thing that I liked about each and every one of these spots. First one, uh, Baker suplexes Thunder Rosa onto the chairs. That was the one Ooh. big move from the top, second rope, okay? That was the one big move. Then the powerbomb, uh, when Thunder Rosa powerbombed Britt Baker onto the Thumbtacks. That was another big spot. And, of course, the lockjaw, you know, on Thunder Rosa... Um, and then, of course, the Thunder Driver two Baker from the apron threw the table on the floor. Every single one of these big moves, and there were plenty of other big moves, but those were the biggest in that match. The thing I loved about it the most, it meant something. Psychology, my friend. Every move you do, if you're going to use a big move, you go for a pin. You just don't do it, then show off to the crowd. That's why I've always hated about suicide dives with certain wrestlers, where they would just go and dive out to the ring. Hey, show off. Hi, yeah, yeah, look at me. I did this move. No, if you suicide dive, grab your guy,
1: throw the motherfucker back in there, get the pin. <laughs> you
0: yeah, don't play I, around.
1: That's yeah. what a wrestling, that's what a match is. You do it, and like you said, you don't stand there and show off like you're a football game. You're scored a touchdown. You're dancing around. You just do it, make your statement, and move on. And and, and every one of those, ma- every part of
0: those spots, uh, in the match, I mean, they did that. Everything made sense. I tried, I watched it twice to see if there was anything I missed. That Was there anything that wasn't, no connecting of the dots, is there anything? There was nothing. There was nothing. Not, not one bad part of that match, EJ. Not one. It, it was a virtually a perfect match. And these type of matches, are crash and burn, and I, I talked about this in the watch-along with you a couple of weeks ago, and then we kind of mm-hmm talked about it for a second last week my favorite ca- crash and burn type match was TLC2 WrestleMania X7. Everything made sense it wasn't just thrown in there just for the sake of doing it everything meant something and in this match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa everything meant something Every and, Single thought. Oh it, it was perfect I,
1: I, I might want to watch it again once we're done here Oh, I will two tonight. I definitely will watch it tonight. <laughs> I will, Well, I'm gonna see the ending of Fast Lane, but I'll watch it. And it's like, fuck, like a little bit of Fast Lane, you know, just a little bit. But I'll, I watch the ending. But I'm definitely watching that match again tonight. Definitely, dude. It was that good. Now, the one thing I saw again, I,
0: I always scoured the internet to see what people say about certain matches. I just want to get a perspective of what people think about it. And this one, I saw this and was like, holy crap, Dave Meltzer. And we all know who he is. You know, he's the guy that you know, journalist with uh, pro wrestling gives his little star ratings. Now, he gave high ratings to the match with Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair back at Evolution, remember in 2018, the All Women's pay per view, yes, I little, do, the hardcore match. Yeah. He rated this higher than that. He gave higher. That, he gave it a 4.75 out of five, and that is a huge rating. Oh huge rating goodness. for a match like this.
1: And was he? Oh, my God. Do, he drunk? You he with...
0: never gives that high of a rating. Well, <laughs> men's he does, but in women's, not mm. so much.
1: But do you agree with that rating? And if you don't, what would you give it? If I don't agree with that rating, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I agree with that rating. That should have been a 5.0 match. Like, I, you know, it's just they, they took it to. And another thing I like that match, too, is that JR was announcing it, too. And that just made it even better. But they took it to a whole nother level. They did an old-school wrestling, hardcore match. And they made it what everybody wanted. And that's something that AEW is doing on all platforms, on all levels. They're just taking it to the next level. And I think that's going to be in everybody's memories for forever, that match. And then we all talked about uh,
0: Becky Lynch with the iconic photo of her up in the with the fans when she got busted open with uh, Nia Jax right before that Survivor Series match. Man. Her arms raised like this and bloodied. We just got that ato- iconic photo of Britt Baker all bloody looking up and then she sure. starts grinning. Him, it, 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 you, three things you have. Stone Cold WrestleMania 13 when he, when he passed out in the sharpshooter when he raised up and the blood dripping down his face. First iconic photo. Becky Lynch Right before Survivor Series 2018. Busted nose, arm raised. 2021. St. Patrick's Day Slam. Then you got Britt Baker. Grinning as she's blood just pouring down her face. That is going to be an iconic photo that we're going to see for years to come. And this is going to be one of those matches that are going to be talked about for a long, long time. Because For forever. I don't know how you... <laughs> if this... Match was earlier than the night, like mid, like mid show. There was no way you were top of that. You weren't top of that. You couldn't follow that. That's why it was great unsanctioned, Lights out. End of the show, because nothing could have topped what we saw at the end of that show.
1: And you're never gonna see nothing like that ever again. Honestly, probably not. I don't, I don't think no. They a, a men's match may top that, but I, it's gonna take a lot to top that match.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. And one more thing I'll add before we go into the power rankings. Two women that are top in women's, uh, pro, like pro wrestling for women. Britt Baker as a heel. And I'll tell you now, not many is going to outdo Thunder Rosa. <laughs> a lot oh, of people, yeah. she is beloved in the community. And rightfully so, because she is an incredible talent. We're going to see a lot from her. And holy crap. They both deliver, and I can't wait to see what they would do next on both ends, whether they're facing each other or in other programs with other women wrestlers.
1: I'm ready to
0: leave this stream and go watch the match now. (laughs) Well, before you do that, how about we go into the power rankings? (laughs) Good idea. Good idea. Shows of the week. (laughs) So here we go. Uh, We nailed all 10 of the countdown. We're done talking about that. Now let's talk about the shows as a whole. Let's see who made the top five shows of the week. Number five. Number five this week, Impact Wrestling. We had a good summer show, but it's to go and get down on nice It's okay, but we'll take the way again. It's a good show. Number five on the show. Number four.
1: Number four.
0: Number four goes to uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Again, I mean, they had a couple good matches, won the main event, but I mean, it was only a couple things in there. It was still a good, solid show. Uh, SmackDown always, uh, you know, uh, performs at a high level. They always put on good shows, they don't disappoint. But, yeah, sorry, this week you got number four. Number three. Of course, number three goes to Monday Night Raw. And it's weird that we're talking about Monday Night Raw in such a positive way. As opposed <laughs> to a year ago, we were going, "What the fuck am I watching a three-hour show for?" And when all we're going to do is complain about it. But and doing... all they
1: do is talk. That's all they did was talk on the show. We want to see wrestling.
0: They would just talk. But you're seeing more and more wrestling, and you're seeing a lot more and more of uh, them trying to keep you watching our. To hour to hour, putting on three basically main events of each hour (laughs) (laughs) with little things in between. Um, they grab my interest and it's a lot easier to watch as of late. So this week they get number three with the show they got with the match with the tag titles with uh, Sheamus and uh, Lashley in main event, and then also it sucks that we couldn't put on a countdown. But Matt Riddle defending the title
1: against uh, Mustafa Ali. I mean, yeah, that was actually good. It was actually a good match. I thought it was going to be a stupid match, but I, I actually enjoyed that match. So you had three
0: great matches in that show, and they had little things in between, too. So overall, they got number three this week. Number two. Of course, number two. Um, so going from number one spot to number two this week. NXT on USA got the uh, number two spot this week. I mean, they had a lot of good matches. Yeah, like I said, Dakota Kai and Zoe Stark. You had the great tag team match with uh, Brizango and Legado Fantasma. Um, uh, of course, <laughs> you even got the main event uh, match. That was good. That's
1: good.
0: Overall, overall, you had a really solid show, but it, it sucks because it, fall, well, it falls to number one to number this. Number
1: one. Number one is white oppa 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 white We're gonna go- I'm gonna get- okay, number five. Who do you got this week? Number five, Drew McIntyre. I know people don't really, you know, they're not a fan fans of Drew McIntyre. They might see it, say he's bland. But I actually thought he cut a good promo this week. Um, from his promo to his match, um, when he, I liked at the end of his match um, with the Miz. He would stand against the rope, and he went one misses down. He's got two. He's got Sheamus. He's got a finish, and then he'll meet Bobby last year at WrestleMania. So uh, I had Drew McIntyre number five. I thought he did. A, I thought he did an exceptional job this week.
0: All right. Well, my number five this week at send Like I said, that they didn't make the countdown. Maybe next week we'll do honorable mentions. Uh, maybe we'll add that little segment to it right before Ooh, the number one. That's, I'm excited. And this would definitely be one of them. And, of course, I, I got to put him on the power rankings. Matt Riddle at number five this week with his successful t- uh, U.S. title defense against Mustafa Ali. That is no one that is going to be a pushover. He, he took it right to Matt Riddle, but Matt Riddle retained. So that's who was on number five for me.
1: I like it. I like it.
0: And number four, well, this is going to be a first for the show. We actually got the same person on the number, for the same slide. Who could it be? Who uh, is it? Well, for you it's Edge, and it's for me it's Edge. So we'll go with um, you first. Why did you go with Edge at
1: number four this week? Um, yeah, I had to put Edge in the countdown. I don't want to make him. I don't want to make him last. Um, he didn't deserve top two, but Edge still put on a good performance in his first match back in ten years on SmackDown. Um, he did a great job keeping up with Jay Uso. Um, he's doing a good job with selling the whole him and Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania. So um, he had to make the countdown, so so I picked as number four. Well, me, obviously, yeah, the incredible return match on
0: SmackDown in over 10 years against Jey Uso, and the thing that we discussed the most about that was the fact that he was able to keep up with someone as quick as Jey Uso. And, uh, again, delivered an incredible match. You beat a guy like Jay Uso. Now you're going to be the special enforcer for the world title match or the universal title match at Fastlane. So that's who I have for number four. All right. Number three, who do you have this
1: week? Number three, Trey Miguel. Um, Like we were talking about earlier, him and Sammy Callahan put on a phenomenal match. He hung in there even with the ankle injury. Sammy Callahan beating him up badly, tossing him around like he was nothing. Trey Miguel gave him everything, though. He hit Sammy Callahan with everything he had, everything. And it just wasn't enough to pull it off. But um, it was enough to put him in number three in my top five power rankings. So. All
0: right. My number three this week is Bobby Lashley coming Ooh. off a great match hey. with Sheamus to end Monday Night Raw. It was an incredible main event match. And someone if you're going to beat someone like Sheamus, you have to be in the power rankings. And <laughs> that's why I put him on number three. Okay, I number like two. It. Who do you have
1: this week, my friend? Number two, who I should have put as number one, but number two, you know, um, next time she'll make number one And if she has another amazing match like she did, I picked Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, like we were talking about just a minute ago, put on a phenomenal, phenomenal match, a uh, a match that we're never going to forget about. Um, But overall, I just like her performance. Um, Just, like I said, not one bad part of that match. And she definitely, if not number one, if not number two, she should have been number one. So, that, that's that's my fault on the roof. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it's your list.
0: You put it however you want to put it. And who I'm putting on number two this week is the 11th time, 11th time, 11th time World Tag Team Champions. The a new day. It's a new day. You, you beat... A possible Hall of Famer and Shelton Benjamin, and a you know a superstar and Cedric Alexander, and not only that, when you beat them two and become the eleven-time tag team champions, you, you, without a doubt, you got to put them on the list. So they got my number two on the list. So here we go. We got one more spot. Who's gonna be our number ones this week? Who do you got this week?
1: Uh, I'm gonna say it again. It should have been Thunder Rosa, but my number one is Penta this week. Penta put on a phenomenal match. I mainly picked him because I've never, you know, I've never really seen a lot of his matches and he really seeing him wrestle Cody Rose this week really wants me to see him even more and see who else he's going to wrestle and um all of his performances down the road, but he put on a phenomenal performance with Cody Rose, everything about his character. I love from the speaking Spanish to the mask he's wearing. So he made number one on my list this week. And you know what? There's nothing wrong
0: with what you're saying right there because what he won you over. So if you, uh, that's enough to put a, him at number one because the way you just spoke about him right there, is uh, it's a great reason for you to put him at number one. So I wouldn't even beat yourself up on that one. That that was a good reason to put him at number one, honestly. But that's yours. My your number two is my number one this week, and that's Thunder Rosa, coming off a great hardcore match with Britt Baker, getting the victory. And putting on, a, a, a f- in my opinion, it was a five-star match, not a 4.75-star ma- match. I would give it a five-star. And th- this is the start of what we're going to see with Thunder Rosa and AEW. Um, it's a sin what happened with NWA because she was like the women's champion. She was going to yeah. do great things there. But, of course, the pandemic kind of ruined that. But I'm glad she's over here because we want to solve what we saw this past Wednesday. On dynamite. And And ladies and gentlemen, that is our power rankings. All right. Man, we covered it all. We did the top ten of the list. We gave the top five shows of the week. And we just gave our power rankings. But you know what? We're not the moral authority, we're not the authority here. This is our list. We want to hear your list. Whether it's the power rankings, the shows of the week, or even give us your top five of the top ten moments of the week. Hit us up on Twitter at squared top 10 on twitter give us your list we want to hear it that's the point of the show we're we want to he- we give our list we want to hear your list we want to engage with you and of course if you listen on a podcast we'll have the cl- uh, the link in the uh, description below and for the podcast most importantly each and every week we're live exclusively on Facebook Game and under Blueprint Entertainment. We're also going to put the link in the description below. So you can click on and make sure you give him a follow. Uh, Mike, which is a part of uh, Blueprint Entertainment, puts on a show every Tuesday night. And he's still, I believe he's still doing
1: uh, the Walking Dead uh, I think stuff. he changed it up Well he did The Walking Dead And then I think he did uh, The Last of Us Near the end well, That's, of it. Last that's right. Yeah, last, last week's of us. stream too That's right, I forgot the description He
0: did have that in there So he's on The Last of Us But check it out every week, uh, Tuesday nights And then we're live every Sunday night We're going to try to keep it at 8.30 One thing we want to note real quick Is that we will be doing a watch along For both nights of Wrestlemania weekend Saturday and yeah. Sunday night We're going to do wait. the watch along we wanted to do line, but I thought it would be better to just take this break from this pay-per-view and focus on the big one in about a couple of weeks, both nights of WrestleMania. And also, it just won't put me in the doghouse, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> me but too. Overall, I've
1: been sleeping on the sofa.
0: <laughs> well, That's comfortable, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> overall, everyone, thank you for tuning in again uh, for another great episode of Squared Circle Countdown. Uh, we'll be here next week. p.m. Eastern Standard Time on this channel. And, of course, we'll have the podcast released tomorrow morning. So if you missed anything, we'll release the podcast tomorrow morning. And uh, you could go on all podcast platforms, Anchor, uh, iTunes, Google Play. You name the podcast platform, we're part of it, Spotify, we're even on that. Look at the name Squirt Circle Countdown. And you get, make sure you subscribe, and if you can't catch us live, you can listen on there. Check Everyone. us out. All right. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on the Squared Circle Countdown.